Good morning, contrarians. Monday morning, April 18th, tax day. Hope you got everything in. Actually, you have until midnight, I guess. About 6.25 a.m. And stock futures are down as of uh, this hour, but not as much as they were earlier in the session. Uh, we have the NASDAQ was off about 2% when I went to bed last night around midnight or so. It's now down just about six-tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials and S&P 500 are up a little less than that. Among individual stocks, Twitter is rising here 2% in the pre-market. This after the company adopted a poison pill on Friday to ward off the efforts of one Elon Musk at taking it private. Other active stocks this morning include travel companies. We have Delta Airlines and Carnival Corp. selling off. And um, the winners include Colgate Palmolive and Eli Lilly, both of which are up 3%. I could not find any immediate catalyst for this. Maybe it is a flight to safety. Who knows? Bonds are selling off as well. We have the yield on the two-year up about five basis points to 2.49%, and the 10-year up six basis points to 287 Remember that yields move inversely to prices. That is a multi-year high, a fresh one for the 10-year yield. But the two-year is still off a little bit from its multi-year high that it set earlier in the month. Commodities are up. We have, um, actually with the exception of WTI crude, that's flat. But uh, around 106 a barrel. Natural gas in the U.S. is up 3%. Gold and silver up 1% plus. More in the case of silver. Industrial metals and soft commodities are all up. Cryptos are dropping. Bitcoin is down more than 3% to trade around 39,000. So I guess uh, crypto dropped below the 40,000 level over the weekend. So today uh, is mostly about earnings. We have earnings season that, that kicked off last week, and now it's getting a lot more serious. We've had banks so far, a couple others, but today will be mostly banks. Bank of America, Bank of New York Mellon, and Charles Schwab are all due to report before the open at 9.30. But that is just a warm-up for what's coming later in the week. We have Johnson & Johnson, Netflix, Tesla, Procter & Gamble, United Airlines, Philip Morris, AT&T, and Verizon. Those are just some of the names worth mentioning here. Snap also, um, and many others as well. So a very big week for earnings. So far, 77% of S&P companies that have reported earnings have beaten EPS estimates, but just 7% have reported so far. So it's very early days. And when it comes to financials, these have been more mixed. We had Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan last week, along with Wells Fargo, falling short of estimates, but uh, Morgan Stanley beat earnings. So a bit of a mixed bag there. And Bank of America and Bank of New York Mellon are, are smaller potatoes than those. So, but what's more important than the previous quarter's results here are what companies are saying about forward guidance. And this is especially true when it comes to inflationary pressures, higher input costs. And some companies are able to pass these off to consumers and others are not. And one would suspect that this will be one of the major 
things, this dividing the winners from the losers, losers this earnings season. I don't know if that's what's leading into Colgate and Eli Lilly being bid up here uh, this morning. They don't report until later, much later, I, I don't think, in, in the season. But that's where we are. We do have a couple of economic data releases to tell you about today. Actually, just one. The National Association of Home Builders, NAHB, publishes the Housing Market Index um, at 10 o'clock this morning. Economists expect this number to come in at 77. That will be the lowest since September. And there are many indications here that the housing market is starting to turn. Mortgage rates are up past 5% for 30-year mortgages, the averages. And that is starting to eat into declines, into demand for, for new homes. And there was a story in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. I linked to that in the show notes that you can see that gets into this a little more. Uh, finally, also, St. Louis Fed President James Bullard is due to speak at 4 p.m. this afternoon. The bottom line. Well, futures are pointing to a pretty ugly open so far. But the action in bond markets tells us that investors are mostly concerned about inflation and interest rates because that's, uh, yeah. So more, that more than geopolitical concerns that one would think. And earnings season will certainly be a welcome distraction. But again, that probably won't really hit until later in the week because today is just these kind of marginal financials that are reporting, which is frankly kind of boring. But where, um, again, but where earnings are concerned, one would think that one needs forward guidance to come in that needs to be there for there to be any kind of sustained buying, one would think. Otherwise, we have Twitter, of course, um, you know, creating headlines. Like I said, I don't think that is anywhere near done, but the impact on the broader market should be, should be muted from that. So that's where we have today, kind of a quiet day. Finally, the, the, reminding though, the reminder though that bonds and stocks cannot sell off together at the same time. Eventually, one of them will see bids. That may not happen today, maybe not even tomorrow, but eventually that will usually probably happen. So that's where we are today, this Monday. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting the podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated and I welcome to sh- you to share any of your thoughts, concerns, feedback, questions, etc. with me. You can reply to the email you have received if you received it or send it to contrarianpod at gmail.com. You are, of course, also welcome to comment on the Substack that has comments. Um, look forward to seeing your thoughts there. Not very many of you have taken advantage of that so far. That's fine. But either way, thanks for listening. And with that, I look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Bye.